Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. Oh, no, sorry, wrong movie. Yep, you're right. Demi Moore, you know, comes after him. And that's all, like, sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I don't want a podcast before the podcast. Oh, the podcast has started. Oh, bam! <laughs> so I don't know. So how much of what I said did you get recorded? How much do mm-hmm. I not have to repeat? Uh, well, nobody heard any of it, so... It was like the, the music was kind of playing over it. We, we faded into the... Ooh, aren't yeah. we smooth? We were trying to be artistic this time. I'm eating a cookie. But then you brought attention to it. Yeah, yeah. You brought attention to it, and that killed the whole thing. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so anybody who hates munching, this is not going to be the podcast to listen to. So if you didn't like us when we were eating pizza before, um, there, we're teachers, and uh, there was a meeting, and I brought food to the meeting, and the food ended up coming to the podcast, and, and the food's kind of crunchy. Mm-hmm. So you might hear a little crunching here and there. And if you know any educators, you know that when someone says there's food, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we don't we, anybody no. that doesn't like it will gladly meet you after the podcast Wait, that, outside. That's true. Uh, Pat Canagallo, everybody. Hey, how, how you doing, Pat? It was a day of day, John. <laughs> it was a day of days. Mm-hmm. Those happen every once in a while, don't they? Mm-hmm. I started my day by saying, "Hey, Pat, how's your day going? It's good. Haven't had to rough anyone up yet." Can't say that at the end. Did you buy- <laughs> Can't say that at the end. Nice. So, uh, so, is this our new favorite snack now? Dang. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying, dang. Can we... Um, yep. Was the original Chex Mix bag that you mixed with this the same size? Because it's a ratio thing, I have to know. No, I think the original Chex Mix bag was a slightly bigger. Okay, good you know. Mm-hmm. Just for ratio. I mean, I bought, I bought two bags of this one. But, ah. I, but I only used one. Ah! <laughs> so, See, no, me. actually, no, 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 that's not true. That's not true. I used this entire bag, dumped that in first, then dumped in the original Chex Mix bag, mm-hmm. and then dumped half of another bag of this on top. And then kind okay. of shook it up a little bit. Got it. All right. So, Chex Mix, if you want to if you want to uh, sponsor the 30-something movie podcast um, and send us Chex Mix every time we record, that would be amazing. Yeah, shout out to the dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the dark chocolate Chex Mix. With the, salt. Mm-hmm. Anything dark mm-hmm. chocolate with salt, mm-hmm. like That's good. have you ever yep. had dark? Have you ever had dark chocolate covered potato chips? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, 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 oh. yes, brother. That look, but okay. This it is like this. So the, on on a on a spectrum, where do they fall between Glenn Close and Ann Archer? Well, well, I'm I'm just trying to bring it back to our movie here. So. I think I I I think. Um, Which would you rather enjoy? I was just I was just gonna say. Well, but before we gotta I, explain I was, our thoughts because you know, I, was about I don't to say, know if I want to. If I don't want to, I, I don't know. I want to pick the, the the poor gal that gets cheated on. Well, right. You know. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Just one of the more um, 
certainly one of the more graphic that mm-hmm. I've watched for the podcast. I know I missed a few, mm-hmm. but Blue Velvet. Yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> you make a face every time you mention Blue Velvet. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just like I feel like you know. Okay, so you know how we're eating the snack mix. You know how some of the chocolate wears out on you off on your hand, and uh-huh. suddenly you look down and you go, "What does that look like that I got on my hand?" Mm-hmm. That's kind of my reaction to this movie or the Blue mm-hmm. Velvet or whatever. I feel mm-hmm. like I got some of what that looks like on my hand all okay. over my body, and I just need to take a shower. Okay. So not not a fan of the erotic thriller. Yeah, I I no. Okay. No, I don't even process what that means. I mean, it sounds no. like my sophomore year in high school. <laughs> hey. Yeah. hey, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. Not even by a country mile. But, uh, no, I I just... Yeah, and that... So, if that's what they're going for for the movie, if they're just looking for an excuse to throw, like, to... to, to Flirt, if you will, flirt with the um, NC-17 rating by mm-hmm. like how much can we squeeze into an R-rated movie? Well, then it shouldn't be critically acclaimed. And you know, is this? Uh, I mean, there, there. I don't know. I had a lot of problems with the movie that negated any possible enjoyment that I would get out mm-hmm. of seeing, you know, a steamy uh, love scene. Steamy kitchen sinks. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Okay. My thought was like, man, someone's gonna have to clean that up. So you go ahead and I, do that. You know. But, that's... You know I do the I do the dishes in my house. So that drives yeah, but me nuts. it was at her place. So that's okay. <clears throat> but, well, that's true. But I when, but I always feel compelled that like I can't cook, so when I go to someone's house, I do the dishes mm-hmm. over there. So I saw that, and it's like okay, that's great. But mm-hmm. now you, you have the dish towels. That there's going to be water all over the floor. Yeah. yeah. That number one, you're either going to step on or slip mm-hmm. on, or there's going to be food that then you got wet food stuck to the bottom of your sock, which right. is really annoying, and it's wet, so you can't mm-hmm. just vacuum it up. Now you got to like wipe it up with a paper towel. That mm-hmm. takes time. Plus, you got water around the sink. I didn't see any of the dish towels that you put around the sink to soak up the water. Otherwise, it just sits there. I had a lot of problems with water damage in this movie. Yeah. Whether, whether it was that, that, I don't know if you call it a love scene in, in the kitchen in the beginning, or when the tub overflows. Mm-hmm. At the, this ha- I mean, this is like... Or the boiling water damage that was done to this the... This is like the money pit levels of water yeah. damage. Yes. Yeah. Plus, uh, are we are we having a water fight, or are we doing something else? Because I just don't I like to mix eat. those things. It's like food and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of thing. I don't want yeah. to... Let me eat. Leave me alone. You want to have a water fight? I'm going to have mm-hmm. a water fight. Right. But I don't want to be, like, a water fight combined with a this. And, mm-hmm. Anyway, we've already started talking about the movie, so we mm-hmm. might as well jump in and talk about the movie. Um, we're recording this a little bit ahead of time, so I don't know if we want to throw in any, any new movie news right now. Oh, let's do this one really fast, mm-hmm. and then we'll jump into Fatal mm-hmm. Attraction. Mm-hmm. Ready Player One. Woo-hoo! Okay, Pat, Pat, your mouth is full of mm-hmm. food. Um, so you <clears throat> stop crunching and listening. Are you go. even going to be able to post this by nope. the time we're done? Nope, 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 nope. Um, if people post- are listening to a podcast on Fatal Attraction, then... Uh, okay, fair enough. Know. Get a like... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes, but what does that say about the fools that are here talking about it? Then? We have to. We had to. Said we were, it, it was required. <laughs> okay. The power enough. of Christ compels us. Mm-hmm. Mm. I wouldn't bring him into this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we. I think we could have maybe used a little bit of that in this movie. I'm just saying. Mm. All right. Okay. So the pl- Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Holy buckets. Holy buckets is mm-hmm. indeed correct. Bo, you have not seen the trailer. I have not seen the trailer. Have you read the book? No. Okay. I'm tempted to do so because I have time. Okay. If you need a copy, I have a copy. Oh, right on. I'm Um, bummed Jeff isn't here because speaking of copies, I do mm -hmm. still want to see... uh, The Room. Yeah. We need to go see Disaster Artist at some point. Yeah. So we got to figure that out. Yeah. Um, 
It will be difficult to podcast on it if we don't see it. So we'll <laughs> That's generally true. You know. Um, I mean, I could podcast on the room, but I don't know how many times I can say it sucks in, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> but that's the best part is the levels to which it... I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Ready Player One. So I read the book uh, a few years ago, not too long after it came out. I knew about it because my sister, I think, had told me, had mentioned it to me, because it was an, uh, an author from Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. And she, I think she saw it at a bookstore somewhere, and she was like, I think this looks like something you would totally love. Yeah. And so I remember picking it up and uh, and reading it, and as I told you earlier today, I'm like, this book is, if you are somebody who is our age and grew up watching the things that we watched and playing the video games we played and the music we listened to and the TV we watched, and it, every paragraph in this book is basically a message to you saying, hello, I am one of you. I am writing a book for us. Mm-hmm. Like, every paragraph, every simile is something, you know, compared to something from the 80s. Dropping references of Luke Skywalker and Michael Jackson and MTV and, you know, just everything everywhere. And in this movie trailer, just the Easter eggs to, like, all the bits. King Kong. Yes. Freddy Krueger. The DeLorean, the is that is that meant to be Akira's motorcycle? The Akira, the, the, the motorcycle, the yeah. motorcycle from Akira's in yeah. there. The light cycles in there. Yeah. Um, uh, Bigfoot, the monster truck is Bigfoot, in there. Yeah. Yep. Someday, Sunday. Van Halen mm-hmm. is in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's just like holy. I just get the feeling that we're gonna go to this movie and, and watch it and just like melt into small puddles. Yeah, I know. Just, oh yeah. man, that's just so, cool. So I, I don't have anything else to say other than that, but this beginning to see that trailer. Yeah, that's... Getting that's, to see more of the movie in that trailer yeah, as opposed to the, the teaser from before, so... That gets exciting. All right, so let's move very quickly then from something that we thought was very exciting to something that maybe not as exciting for us. Yeah, this... Fatal Attraction. All right. Well, really quickly, um, we do spoil the movies we talk about, so if you have not seen Fatal Attraction, don't listen to this first. Um, go watch the movie if you want to. It'll uh, be just as spoiled if we don't ruin the ending. That's, that's true. Go ahead. So feel free to go watch the movie first and then come on back if you want to listen to us then. But this movie was Fatal Attraction, or as I'm going to be calling this episode, High Infidelity. It came out on 18th of September, 1987. It's rated R for many obvious reasons, many of them involving a kitchen. It was an hour and 59 minutes. It was directed by Adrian Lyne. I think it's Lyne, uh, who also did Unfaithful, Jacob's Ladder, and Flashdance. Producers were Stanley R. Jaff, is it Jaff or Jaffe? Uh, was Kramer vs. Kramer, Black Rain, and The Accused. Sherry Lansing was another producer who did Black Rain, The Accused, and Indecent Proposal. I'm sensing a theme here. Mm-hmm. Uh, writer for this one is James Dearden. He wrote Rogue Trader and A Kiss Before Dying. Uh, I believe he also wrote the short story that this was based off of. Cinematography is done by Howard Atherton, who did Bad Boys, Indecent Proposal, and Lolita. Again, following a bit of a theme there. Uh, Maurice Jarre did the music. He died in 2009. Also did Ghost, Dr. Zhivago, and Lawrence of Arabia, which I was talking about earlier, and which I would like to see the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie Mm. do a little uh, homage to Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, Budget for this one was $14 Box office was $320.1 So the folks liked it in 1987. People also bought the book Fifty Shades of Grey. Doesn't mean it's not a piece of crap. I mean, you know. There you go. What is it that they like so much? I, mm, that doesn't matter with people. I don't know. Like, I mean, I believe me, I'm the first one who likes thrillers and mm-hmm. movies that screw with your mind a little bit. But eh. then maybe go see Malice. 
Well, yeah. It's got, it's I mean, got infidelity. It's yeah. got this. It's got, you know, a really great speech by Alec Baldwin. Yeah. And it's got twists and turns and all this. Yeah. Go see that. Yeah. Okay, sorry. All right. I digress. That's all right. Um, I have a feeling we're going to do that a lot this time. Yeah, I'm sorry. Michael Douglas played Dan Gallagher. He was in Wall Street, Basic Instinct, and Falling Down. Glenn Close played Alex Forrest. She was in The Natural, Dangerous Liaisons, and the TV series Damages. Ann Archer played Beth Gallagher. She Ann Archer played Beth Gallagher. She was in Patriot Games and Shortcuts. Uh, Ellen Latson played Ellen Gallagher, the little girl. She was in Christmas Vacation. Uh, Stuart Pankin played Jimmy. He was in Congo, Arachnophobia, and the TV show Dinosaurs. Uh, Ellen Foley played Hildy. She was in Tootsie and Cocktail. Fred Gwynn, who died in 1993, played Arthur. He was in The Munsters and My Cousin Vinny. Lois Smith played Martha. She was in Twister and Dead Man Walking. Mike Nussbaum played Bob Drimmer. He was in Men in Black and House of Games. Rotten Tomatoes critics gave this a 78%, and the audience gave it a 71%. Jay Boyar of the Orlando Sentinel said, Under the direction of Adrian Lyne, most of the picture's situations seem like randomly chosen placeholders, flat events that just fill time until the final bizarre confrontation. Richard Corliss of Time Magazine... Yeah, he, that, he that it. sums it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's talk more about Ready Player One. There you mm. go. <laughs> Richard Corliss of Time Magazine said, The film brings horror home to a place where the grown-up movie-er, moviegoer actually lives. Cinema score, the, this one got an A. So this was people leaving the theater. As they left the theater, they clearly enjoyed this movie very much. They were so happy they could see naked people they, without going to an NC-17. I guess so. Uh, however, it was also nominated for six Oscars, did not win any of them, but was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, Best Director, Best Writing, Screenplay, and Best Film Editing. And you know what's funny? Taking uh, Clowns. The, the, no. No? No. Bunnies. Oh, not in this movie. <laughs> wow. Taking those. I let that simmer for a little bit. Individual <laughs> nominations separately. Sorry. God. <laughs> like, think about it for a minute though. Take those nominations separately. The acting was good. I mean, mm-hmm. Glenn Close was fantastic. That's you know my I mean? thought exactly. Like, like when you heard those nominations, yeah. Each one of those nominations separately makes sense because there was a lot of good individual parts. I just think the sum of the whole is trash. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here's my um, attempt to do a, a thirty second, thirty something, thirty second summary here, okay. which will actually be just slightly shorter than the amount of time it took for him to be unfaithful to his wife. Yeah. Dan seems to have a great life. He has a beautiful wife and a child, great job, nice apartment in the city, and then in an act of adultery that escalates quicker than you can say stewed rabbit, he sleeps with a woman who he's met twice. They spend a few days together, and when he tries to cut and run, his new fling Alex tries to do the same, minus the running. Alex tells Dan she's pregnant with his lust child, and she begins to threaten to tell his wife if he doesn't continue to see her. Then she just starts threatening everybody. In the end, the ultimate stalker tries to take out his family, but gets drowned and shot before she finally dies. A look that led to an evening. But you're attracted to each other at the party, that was obvious. You're on your own for the night, that's also obvious. A mistake he'd regret all his life. And where's your wife? Daddy! Honey, oh, God. And you're here with a strange girl being a naughty boy. I don't think having dinner with anybody's a crime. I've got to see you. This is going to stop. No, it's not going to stop. It's going to go on and on. She keeps calling the apartment. Hello? Every time Beth answers the phone, she hangs up. I'm scared, Jimmy. Will you play fair with me? Do you have an affair with her? 
I'll play fair with you. I don't want to lose my family. Why could you do that? Now you're scared of me, aren't you? You're afraid. Gutless, heartless, spineless. If you ever come near my family again, I'll kill you. You understand? Daddy! I'm not going to be ignored. Alicia, where's Ellen? She's gone. Call the police. Whatever resentment she's feeling, she's probably got it out of her system. She didn't get it out of her system, what then? Fatal attraction. I guess he thought you'd get away with it. Well, you can. This is based on a 1980 short story by James Dearden called Diversion. Uh, and according to the writer of the short story and the writer of this movie, he said, quote, It's a little fable about the perils of adultery. It is something that men and women get away with 99% of the time. And I just thought, why not explore the one time out of 100 when it goes wrong? Fair enough. Mm, um, um, <laughs> okay, we'll let, you, we'll let you talk in just a second. Um, there are two endings to this film that were shot. Uh, the first one had Alex planting Dan's fingerprints on a knife and then killing herself while Madam Butterfly played in the background. What's that? Possibly a better ending. Yeah, actually, I've, Glenn, Glenn I, Close prefers that ending. I she, feel like it's it's that extra... And it, it, I'm sure you read the same thing I did. Mm-hmm. It, it's a little bit of a mind screw. Mm-hmm. And the way she tells it, the way they shot it was really cool too. They made it a little film noir-y and they sort of and the end kind of was anyway with the whole yeah. bathtub scene was shot a little differently and whatnot. Yeah. But that ending is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Not sure it redeems the beginning of the movie but I think it might be a better ending. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so it says that she planted his fingerprints on a knife and then killed herself while Madame Butterfly played in the background. Uh, test audiences felt unsatisfied so Paramount decided to reshoot the ending and make it more violent. They had Dan's wife, Beth, played by Ann Archer, the only untainted character in the movie, shockingly shoot and kill Alex as a statement on preserving the American family. Glenn Close has been reported on saying, uh, uh, along the lines of the changed ending, quote, When I heard they wanted to make me into basically a psychopath, where I go after someone with a knife rather than somebody who was self-destructive and basically tragic, it was a profound problem for me because I did a lot of research about the character. She told uh, Oprah during an interview. So to be brought back six months later and told, you're going to totally change that character, it was very hard. I think I fought against it for three weeks. I remember we had meetings. I was so mad. So clearly she was not happy with the changed ending that she would have preferred the original that was shot. But apparently audiences did not prefer the original that was shot and instead wanted her shot. So that's how that worked. Where, where do we, where do we start? I'm going to jump right I don't, on I, don't, the, I don't think we need to start with, did you like this movie? Because I'm kind of getting the vibe that no, we didn't. And I just want to jump, so I'm sorry, I don't mean to. You're, you're like chomping at the bit, so just go. Like I said, man, <laughs> today started. Uh-huh. Okay. You're already in a mood, so go for Here's it. Here's the problem. He's with a race car in the rain. <laughs> yeah, you don't I'm the guns of the Navarone. <laughs> Super black TNT. You're, you're, you're running the red Well, I'm a mushroom cloud. <laughs> mushroom cloud. Okay. We're going to end this podcast and be like, there's any many pieces of Paul's brain all over the room. <laughs> well, the first, here's the problem. There's going to be a, a, okay, I, there's a systemic error in this movie for okay. me to understand it. There's, there's a block. And what it is, is what that guy said. He said, he made some statement that it's just like, okay, nine times out of a 10, nine times out of 10, you can have um, an affair and everything is okay. We want to show the one time out of 10 where it's not. Okay, so right there, there's my problem. The affair, the family, all that, that was that was secondary to him dealing with this, you know, what did they say in Wayne's World? Psycho hose beast. Yeah. Okay? 
That was secondary. And that's my problem with it. Because, okay, 10 times out of 10, if there's an affair, there's consequences. And we just totally, like, negated those in the movie. Mm-hmm. All right? Like, it ends, okay, they, they, they pop a cap in her. Okay, done, finished, over with. And what does it end with? Well, we've preserved the American family. What kind of damage is done to the kid? What kind of damage is done to his wife? What kind of damage is done to him? What kind of guilt is he going to deal with after cheating on his wife? Unless he's a complete jerk, then what kind of damage is done to her that she's married to this guy? And how do we move on from there? Let's say no one discovers it. Well, well but that's a four-hour movie. Well, yeah, and that's see. Then, then don't then don't take that topic matter on right. in, in that manner. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and that's the thing that I find most galling is that that this movie just took it for granted that, yeah, as long as everyone's together in the end and as long as the good guys live, we're okay. Well, he wasn't really one of the good guys. I mean, he wasn't, like, you know, tied up and sexually assaulted. I mean, he was a willing party in this whole thing, too. But he is painted, he is painted as, like, the good guy. As the victim. As the victim, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, dude, maybe maybe you want to... So let's let's run with that. That's, that's my thing. That's, I'm, I'm gonna get off my no, soapbox, no, no. but that <laughs> galls me. We we're on a podcast. The whole thing's a soapbox. I was just gonna say. I'm, yeah, it's kind of. So what stay we, on your soapbox. You're fine. It's kind of what um, we do. So one of my questions was, how do you feel about Dan Gallagher as a character? That's Michael Douglas' character. How do you feel about? First of all, before we do that, was it a couple of days ago? Kirk Douglas turned 101. Good did for I, him. Did I see that right? Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Oh, so. Kirk, if you're listening to this, which I know you are, I mean, you don't mow your lawn anymore, but if you're listening to this, happy birthday. Yeah, good for you. It's outstanding. Keep it up. So we'll we'll see you again next year for 102. Mm -hmm. Um, So so Dan Gallagher, the character of Dan, main character in the movie, Michael Douglas, how do you feel about him? Because we, I mean, even before we started recording, we, we talked about this and we're like, that seemed to escalate quickly. Like the whole thing of, there wasn't, I think we weren't recording yet when we said this, but I think the whole thing of, where is he, what's missing from his life that's yeah. causing him to then all of a sudden go, oh, this woman is noticing me. Yeah. And for some reason, whatever goes through his head, that she's attractive. And, I mean, I let's throw this out there. Let's I throw it out there. That's the line of the thing. I don't think Glenn Close is that attractive. So okay. I'm, I'm not, you know, trying to be mean by saying that, but just and, not my type. Know, so. what, and, if, and even if she is your even if she is somebody's type, because I'm mm-hmm. sure somebody listening right now, mm-hmm. who she might be, compared to Ann Archer, yes. <laughs> let's, mm-hmm. let's get to the real root of this problem. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like she was gone for a year. She went up to the country for a week with the kid. I she mean, was, she was barely gone a few hours before. Yeah. Well, and, and that was the whole thing. Is and he'd if, only met her once before in right, his at office. That party like and, it was, oh, that's right. The, yeah, right, the party. It was that yeah. party, yeah. The, and, and if you're going to... just, you know... It, it was it, too fast. It was it, too, there's they didn't show anything in the movie at the beginning that led me to believe he is very dissatisfied with his life. They showed a few little little tiny tidbits of oh, you know, maybe we don't connect like we used to cuz life is busy and we've got a kid and we've got a dog and we you know, but you know, when she's asking him, "Oh, you you, you took your shoes off, you get ready for bed. Could you take the dog out for a walk?" and it, I mean, I don't have a dog. Mhm. But I don't see that being like, could you take a dog out for a walk? You know what? You know what I could do? I could sleep with somebody else is what I could do. Yeah, no. There was nothing there that really showed me that that was... Yeah, I... I, I, I mean, maybe it's because I don't own a family pet. I mean, we have fish, so I don't take I those know, for a walk. I know. I mean, but, and I got to be honest, I'm, I'm sitting in a room with, with married guys, but I mean, if, if that if that depiction of marriage is, mm-hmm. is well, that's, things are getting a little rough at home, yeah. we just don't commit... Dude, what... T- 
take a walk in the real world right. and see what the kind of effort it takes to you know put into a marriage. Right. So yeah, I agree with you that the story it just was not plausible. And that was the thing. It just didn't seem like where where is this coming out of? Mm-hmm. They didn't portray him as a sleaze. Even at work, he wasn't like No. Like he wasn't a uh, he wasn't abusive to his secretary. Like there wasn't that yeah. moment where you said this guy's a sleazeball. Yeah. In fact, he came off kind of cool. They were having fun mm-hmm. at the party. He and his wife were enjoying yeah. themselves yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it was bit. a nice guy. And if you want to show that this is the one time out of ten, that well, then show nine other women that mm-hmm. you know show show a pattern that this guy's a jerk. Right, and Tim is but a are jerk. They just, are they just Even show to... him flirting at the party. The yeah. only right. person he flirts with at the party is Glenn Close. Yeah, show him getting handsy with a bartender or a waitress. Yeah, something. Or is or... this just trying to show that men are weak? Well, I think that's what they're trying to show. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's, that's the only explanation that I have, is if this movie is trying yeah. to say men are so weak that the first woman that comes along that shows any amount of attention... Well, it's trying to show men are weak, or, hey, maybe men get a pass. Maybe maybe that's what they're trying to say. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah, no kidding. Well, <laughs> well, well, not, well not, 20, not in 2017. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, not in 2017. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, this was this was 30 right. years ago. Right. Now, I'm not going to say that, that much... The hackneyed line that oh well the sensibilities were different but maybe that's what they're trying to paint us oh well you know what do you expect me to do I'm just a guy mm-hmm. you know I mean I, maybe that's what they're trying to paint I, again or maybe they're just maybe they're just using this all as one elaborate setup for you know the psycho behavior at the end mm-hmm. and if they're just using this as one elaborate setup then Pat Canigallo says shame on them. Pick a different elaborate setup because that's just a bunch of crap. If this is supposed to be some part of the movie that we're supposed to think about and be like, well, you're you're cheating on your wife with this complete stranger. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we teach we teach kids when they go off to college. Hey, you know, you don't want to get in the, you know, just make sure you know it's good to wet. You know, you and it, you kind of go out with someone a couple times before you jump in the sack and and like you know find out that they're psycho. Mm-hmm. Least of which is, oh, well, you know, I, I could be pregnant. You mean you don't? I don't use any. Oh, well, y- you maybe wanted to find that out a little bit before, mm-hmm. okay? Before mm-hmm. you had her uh, leaned up against the sink, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Splashing water in your face, and that, that was just awkward. That's just weird. Yeah, if we're going to get into specific scenes, I mean, that one in particular. Wow. You're, it's, 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 an, it's an... It's an well, maybe not. Um... That's why I had a question later that was not like, what's your favorite scene? I, I had like, what's the most memorable scene? Because I, I don't know that I can say wow. there's a whole lot of favorite scenes in this movie. But, um, but I mean, the, memorable, that scene that's in particular. twisted because there's a lot of. Ooh. There's some, yeah. When Glenn Close changes her voice when he fakes dead and she says, you jerk. And all of a sudden she's yeah. not like that, oh, just, you know, mm-hmm. happy and kind of like rambling rose kind of voice. Mm-hmm. But then it suddenly just becomes, man, it's like you hear this tone of voice. I mean, mm-hmm. she. Mm-hmm. She killed it as mm-hmm. a character. I mean, yeah. she, oh, yeah. as she an actress. I mean, it quick, was, man. Yeah. But that, I mean, as an erotic thriller, I mean, which is the category of this movie. Yeah. The, let's just say it. The love scenes were weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. like almost on par with I, the whole thing at the kitchen sink and how they're like splashing water in each other's yeah. face and doing that. I, I mean, I, I was watching that. <laughs> And I almost was like, you know what? This scene belongs in the room. Yeah. <laughs> if this was, if instead of Michael Douglas, if this was Tommy Wiseau, yeah, I, it, 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 would, sense, it would be fitting. All the to sense me, in the world. It's just, it's just weird. Yeah. There wasn't, and maybe that's the point. There wasn't anything 
there wasn't anything sexy about it. It was a little more awkward. But then that has me even more confused because if it's, is it then trying to get at the truth of adultery? It's like, hey, he, you know, he's going off with this mysterious woman and, and he's going to sleep with this woman and his wife's not going to know about it. And, you know, maybe you think that that's mysterious and that that's, you know, exotic. And, but here's what it actually looks like in real life. He's, you know, walking around with his pants around his ankles and getting water splashed in his face on the kitchen sink. And it's really not that enticing. I don't know, but and then that confuses me. It's like, well, then what's the what's the message of this movie? Well, is no, it, the is it just fact is, is it just to show you that this is to quote a line from the Last Jedi? This is not going to go the way you think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so okay, does this bring up a broader um, question? Does a movie always have a meaning, or is it no? There's a short story. We have the rights to it. We're going to make a movie. Let's just make a movie. Yeah. And I think every story has a message. It's whether it's a conscious message or not. So yeah. maybe that's the, yeah. you know, obviously we come here to talk about messages of movies. That's what mm. we do. Um, but is it one of those, you know, uh, uh, um, oh my God, I'm drawing a total blank right now. <laughs> is the message just... By sometimes by coincidence, by yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. a, a box is a box. You know, it's not. There's, right. no, there's nothing more to it. It's that just was, that was a fortress of words. Well, yeah, I know. Sometimes it ain't. You know, no, but I, I get what you're saying, and I, that's what that's what I say. I just don't know if this all this elaborate. You know, the thing about the merit. I think that's just it was a vehicle to get you towards the action at the end, and I think that you, for me, maybe not with. Not with the family, not with marriage, mm-hmm. you know, not so much, not when there's a, not when there's a kid at home. Mm-hmm. Have it be a, so what you're saying is you would have, you might have enjoyed, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, you might have been okay or more okay with this movie if he was a single guy. And yeah, he, And he ended up having a one night stand and she ended up being kind of stalkerish. Yeah, like, like I probably, but, but the fact that it was infidelity, that's. Yeah, that, that to me immediately. Yeah. Well, that it's infidelity and that it's painted as, at the end, oh, he survived, mm-hmm. so he's the winner and he's the victim. If they would have... And she's dead, so everything's okay now. Yeah, I mean, if we would have really? done like a like a, like a a riff, like, what was the movie, Leaving Las Vegas, isn't that the one that just has like, like, there is no happy ending anywhere in that and it's just mm-hmm. people's... Then, hey, if you want to write this movie as things fall apart and she leaves and then all of a sudden he's got to pick up the pieces and I don't know why anyone would want to watch a film like that, but... Then okay, but when you take it on and then you paint him as okay, well he was the you know she was the hero because she kept the family together and mm. we don't have to have consequences. And again, it goes back to the guy at the beginning that said, yeah, no, nine times out of ten you can have an affair and no one you know there's no consequences. There's always consequences, mm-hmm. and this movie just kind of painted a, a fantasy world where that that wasn't mm-hmm. you know, and so that's what galled me. So yeah, it was some single guy and yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Dumb story. You should have vetted your girlfriends a little bit closer there, pal. But so, what about Glenn Close's character? So, Alex Forrest is she a villain or is she a tragic figure? Because I think depending on which of those endings they went with, she, well, it changes her a little bit. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, if you if you accept that she um, was a tortured soul mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and there's a um, reading some of the stuff on IMDb, there was a Glenn Close took the script to 
a couple of shrinks when she got the role. Mm-hmm. And and she she asked him, she's like, okay, is this even believable? Like, what am I looking at here? And one of the things that the general consensus was, yeah, this person would have issues. They would have been abused as a child. They would have been, hence some of the behaviors. But there's two thoughts, you know, yeah, she could certainly be a victim, but then she made someone else her victim. And yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and when you're when you're you're abducting kids and you're, I mean, it was. It was I knew that part as soon as that came up in the movie. I'm like, oh, Pat's not gonna. Yeah, she's the villain. <laughs> villain. Bottom line, at that point. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not saying she's not the villain. No, 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 just, no, no. I get you. I'm just saying yeah, for no, me, that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, I got you. No, no, yeah. I hear exactly what you're saying, and that is interesting. But I, I was just piggybacking oh, yeah. after oh, what yeah. John said. Yeah, as soon as that scene oh, came yeah. up. Psh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but again, if you if you wanted it to be a character study like that, where you're questioning it, then take out the. Then you should have had the other ending, or you should have maybe explained. I mean, why was she glomming onto him so much? I mean, you know, if. Because it, the theory would be, I think, at that point, that anyone who shows her enough attention. Would. Yeah. You know. She'll latch on to and, the first. Right. And I, you know. But maybe go find another, like, maybe find another guy. You right. know, at some point you're going to use that up and, okay, well, he should, you know, but to go after them with the knife and all that, which I'm sure that there's some people with a whole bunch of letters after the name that I don't have would say that, well, this is totally factual. But I'm just saying from a movie standpoint, again, it's kind of like, whoa, he jumped, you know, he, he mm-hmm. jumped to adultery pretty quick. And now all of a sudden, whoa, we're jumping to like murder and everything, mm. you know. I mean, I could see if you're, okay, well, I'm trying to, you know, you're abducting his kid, you're killing the rabbit, you're doing all these things because what, you're trying to take his life? You know, like you want, you want to take the place of his wife or do you want to have a life with him? And if you want to have a life with him, like what's, what's your end game? What do you think is going is okay. to happen? Like I just don't see mm-hmm. the it just didn't it just didn't gel. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind I don't, know. I don't mind movies where you know, like the, the thriller type movies where you I think Bo you mentioned like having a you know bit of a twisted side to it. I don't mind movies where you take a character to the levels of endurance psychologically. I mean I think mm-hmm. of something like um Oh, what was that one called? Insomnia with mm-hmm. Robin Williams and Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. And I think of, uh, and I don't want to spoil anything by saying too much about it, but Al Pacino is a uh, like a is it like a detective from New York City, oh. and he ends up in Alaska, and it's during the time so, when it's the sunlight, mm-hmm. you know, for thirty days straight, and and um, you know he's having trouble sleeping, and then the killer in the movie actually ends up using that to his advantage. Like he calls him in the middle of the night and, and wakes him up and is like constantly keeping him from sleeping and, mm. and then is messing with his mind the whole time and, a, and stuff like that. Like I like those movies and I see part of this movie being that, that like he's being pushed. So that portion of this movie I was okay with like watching somebody get pushed and how are they going to react? If you push somebody mm-hmm. and push somebody and push somebody, how do they react to it? I think it was the, it was the adultery part of it. It was, and, and on his part, not, I, I mean, actually, until she went total psycho, I disliked him more than I disliked her. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I put most of this on him. I'm like, yeah. well, 
okay, dude, if you hadn't been so stupid, and, and you there was nothing, not that there's any excuse for it to begin with, but there's no excuse for it. Like, there's nothing in your life, as we said before, there's nothing in your life that says, oh, man, I'm really missing out, and I really need to, you know, go somewhere else to find mm-hmm. affection or love or, or whatever it is, I'm lo- or, or just a good time or whatever. So to me, he's the loser in the beginning mm-hmm. of this movie. He's the one that I'm, I am have no sympathy for, yeah. you know. But the part of the movie where it's, we're going to push somebody, and, and just how she pushes and everything, she throwing the acid on his car and, like, mm-hmm. all that other, to me, that's interesting. As a thriller... The, I'm like, the okay, that's, calling and hanging up the yeah, wife. I'm like, that's that's okay. That's good. Yeah. I mean, that's right. good storytelling. That even the stuff with the bunny, I'm like, that's freaking creepy. Right. Um, you know, but just I mean, maybe the initial motivation for why it's happening. Yeah. And who initiated it and, and all that stuff. So yeah, I Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's hard for me where I come from uh, in a movie, it's hard to me for me to root for somebody. Because you behaved yourself into this, mm-hmm. you know, time to fess up and get this person arrested. And as the uh, as that policeman said, when he said, "Yeah, I've got a friend, and and he's uh, he's got a problem with this." Like, well, this is your friend's bed; he's going to have to sleep in it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that kind of sums up the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, this was kind of your fault to begin with. So, yeah. If you hadn't had a better umbrella, that's the right? lesson here. If you just had a better, better umbrella, umbrella, how about yeah. this? Just don't care about getting in the rain. Well, there's that, too. There's that, too. There's, there's, a, lot a, there's of, a lot of problems here. There's a lot. Of. Um, so let's uh, l- let's go back to, to one of my other questions. Memorable scene. There's a lot of... <laughs> and, and Bo just shivered. Well, the, um, the there's bunny... There's a lot of memorable you know, stuff. Like, yeah. you think about this movie, at least for me, you think about the movie... Let me ask this question. You had you seen this movie before this? Before watching it for the purposes? I had not seen the whole movie before this, but okay. I had a little PTSD when I saw the bunny scene, so yeah. I have seen that okay. somehow, somewhere, and it could be as simple as in some anthology of mm-hmm. creepy weird scenes that I, mm-hmm. you know, or I don't know, but because there are parts of the movie I definitely did not remember, and in my okay. head, I was equating it to a completely different movie altogether, okay. so that's neither here nor there. Because <clears throat> I had um, never seen this before, but... After I watched it, then I was reading a whole bunch of articles on it. I was looking up stuff online, and nearly every article that talked about Fatal Attraction was like, "Well, you know, the famous bunny scene." Yeah, it's kind of. I've never heard of. See, like, I, yeah, I, I'm, somehow... I'm kind of a movie fan, and I've never heard of the bunny scene. Mm-hmm. Some of the articles were like, "When you think of Fatal Attraction, you think of boiled bunnies." And I'm like, "When I, I was, I've never heard of the, the boiled bunny scene." But he might have work. Asked what I said. I was going over here to mm-hmm. do the podcast. Yeah. Said, what movie is a Fatal Attraction? He goes, "Oh." The bunny. <laughs> like that was what. I, yeah, that's uh-huh. the signature scene. Yeah, yeah. and. <laughs> but yeah, no, I hadn't, I hadn't seen it before, so. Because yeah. yeah, I didn't remember. What was the one that made? I convinced myself I hadn't seen the movie because I didn't remember. The part where she's out looking for the daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's when I was like, okay, I am finally convincing myself I have not seen this movie from start to finish. Mm-hmm. But I knew that bunny scene and. Mm-hmm. I give that I give uh, the wife's parents a lot of credit for even letting him in the hospital room. Right? Yeah. 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 That, yeah. You know, I mean, it was <laughs> well, kind of like a kind of a you know a but, fishy look, but but that goes to the whole movie pr- problem with the movie, like with the fact that she even the fact that the wife even called or not called, but the the that she stood there with him while he called her, and then she took the phone and said, "This is Beth Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Leave my family. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah. I'll kill you. I can't yeah. remember how she worded it, but that's not the point." The fact that she even did that, like, 
This is less than five film minutes after saying, get out of this house. Mm -hmm. Something... Again, the whole marriage piece, the whole... The thing that I, maybe we, you know, sees as this big glaring like, ugh, what the heck? It was all just a vehicle to get to the dealing with, Mm -hmm. you know, so... Which, can you be drowned and then, like, wait that long and then come back up again? I don't know. Yeah, that was weird, too, but that was part... But I feel like that was part of the reshoot problem. They went back and reshot that, and I think that, unfortunately, was a casualty And maybe take the knife out of her hand. Because the only time I've ever seen that happen is when somebody gets a giant syringe poked in their chest. Uh, (laughs) Totally different movie, but (laughs) that's the only other time I've seen somebody jump up that fast or unless they're, like, zombified or... There's a guy, like we're talking about other movies that Michael Douglas is in, we're talking about Ghost in the Darkness, and there's this mm. guy that, his name is Peter Hathaway, Capstick, and he's a big, or was a big game warden and hunter and all that in Africa, and he talks about dealing with these 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 very deadly animals in Africa, and he, the, the big five, and he has a phrase called paying the insurance, and he says, whenever you take down a man-eating lion, and you think it's down, or whenever you take down a crocodile that's been snatching kids out of the, you know, neighborhood nearby. Give it, give it one more. <laughs> and he calls it paying the insurance. Okay. You just make sure when it's mm-hmm. down, it's down. Mm-hmm. And so I'd look at this movie and it's just like, okay, let's pay the insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, so maybe that's, maybe that's how she's like a wild animal. Like maybe somebody did their research and they're like, yeah, yeah. there's stories of that where if you think you've taken down a wild animal and you don't pay the insurance, then... It'll come back and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, fellas. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think consensus is we were not fans of this movie. Individual yeah. performances. There's plenty of were like solid. individual like, stuff that was yeah. solid. Like I don't, I don't think the story is bad. The writing's not bad. Like dialogue and things like that is not bad. No, no. But I they, think there are some flaws I'm, in I'm like the pacing. The, I'm concerned about the underlying short story. Right. Like how many. Pages in the short story are devoted to his mm-hmm. marriage that falls apart, or, or is it? Well, in a short story, things are going to happen even faster. So, well, but yeah, that's the part I'm. I, I think I'm struggling. Did with. the marriage fall apart, or did he well, just? No, oh, well, no, didn't. Well, there's, I'm going to go. Yeah, she's been yeah. gone for three hours. Yeah. Oh no! What yeah. will I do with myself? Right. I have no idea. See, folks, this is what happened before Netflix. Go to a bar, have a cocktail, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna say, uh, I was talking to John. When you're in that situation, drink and drink. it was it was a it was a big cut between we're, they go to the we're bar. Back, we're back to Pulp Fiction again. We're back to Pulp Fiction, and it, you know he's in the bar, and then all of a sudden, next thing they're in the elevator and they're you know starting the process. Before it gets to that, do you remember the scene when um, going, uh, uh, going, um, going down into the v- elevator? Vincent Vega, mm-hmm. when Vincent mm-hmm. Vega's over at Mia's house, and everyone was worried because they you know. Uh, uh, Marcellus threw Tony Rocky Horror out mm-hmm. the window for giving her a foot massage and mm-hmm. he's all nervous because he's not sure this mm-hmm. things are looking to get amorous and he's looking in the mirror and he says okay you're going to drink you're going to have a drink one drink, one drink. you're going to drink your drink you're going to be polite you're going to go home you're going to and he goes through the whole thing <laughs> this is what I'm going to do it's just like you got to give yourself that talk mm-hmm. you got to give yourself that talk I mean where where's just that I think Pulp Fiction had more reality than this movie did <laughs> I mean and that's saying something I just it moved too fast for a movie that was too like that's the other thing. If they tried to squeeze it all into ninety minutes, okay, they were making a short movie from a short story. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Still two hours long, and we're talking about how it moved too fast. So let's. Mm-hmm. I mean, what even? Well, because I think there ne- there needed to be more build up to 
Yeah. Why are you doing this in the first place? And more build up between the two of them. Yeah. They ran into each other at a party. Right. They had two minutes at his office, mm-hmm. and it rained a little too hard. Right. Yeah. And it, it could have been, we didn't even need extra, like, all you would have needed That's to do. There's a lot of water in this movie. It, it, which, it, <laughs> you know what's right. <laughs> all you would have needed to do, really, was just, and you had great actors and actresses in it, all you would have needed to do was just show some of the, like, redo some of the exchanges between him and his wife. That's and all and him and Glenn Close. And I feel him. like you needed... Right. If you would have it's just, all centers around him. If you would have just altered those scenes slightly, it would have been more plausible. But yeah. He still would have been a scumbag. Oh, yeah. And I, I still would hope that they'd rewrite the end to, to make him like, you are a scumbag. Get out right. of my house. He's still a scumbag. She's still whacked out. But at least you buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't buy it. Maybe it ends with... You remember how... You remember how uh, uh, the X-Men Origins, Origins, Wolverine ended where his, hmm. you know, his... Uh, his wife for a while grabbed the guy's foot, you know, mm-hmm. a, a Colonel Striker, and said, "You're gonna mm-hmm. walk until your feet bleed, and blah, 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 just keep walking." Mm-hmm. Have a scene like that. Mm-hmm. Get out of this house. You <clears> are <throat> not welcome here. You have done that. You have mm-hmm. endangered our family. You would, and send him on his way. Bam, done. Movie. I would say this is weird. I don't know if I really like mm-hmm. this stuff, but at least it would have been. Believable. At least the message would have been solid or believable. Yeah. Or, and yeah, and you know, obviously we come from different. Starting point, so, like, yeah, I'm just having so much trouble believing most of it. I, I can't even put a coherent thought together right now. Yeah. Like, that, like I'm trying to, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, do you anything else we want to say about, <clears throat> I think we've said pretty much everything you can say about Fatal Attraction. Yep. Ready and, Player and clearly, One looks awesome. Yeah, Ready Player One. <laughs> Ready Player One. <laughs> so that's Pat's takeaway. You know, Fatal Attraction, Ready Player One looks awesome. Um, but clearly, there are people that like this movie. Obviously. It, it, yeah. I mean, it, it got good scores I, I, on all those things, and it got, you know, was nominated for awards, and so clearly, this is somebody's movie. It's I just want not to know what I missed. for the three of us. Like, this is the moment where I go, what <clears throat> did I miss? Because so mm-hmm. many people. Yeah. A lot of people mm-hmm. like this movie. I do not. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's quoting, um, uh, what was the mathematician in Jurassic Park? You're so busy focusing on the, on the how... This mm. can happen. You're not focusing on the if this should happen or whatever his quote yeah, was. The, the thing was much more mean. eloquent. Yeah. But maybe that's it. Everyone was just like, oh my gosh, and so caught up with this thriller. And there's. Is it a product of its time? Is it that in the 80s? There's a lot of water in Jurassic Park, too. <laughs> Is it in the 80s? People aren't. Um... Looser morals? I was actually going to say the reverse. Oh, okay. Is it that. Well. Is it that. The indiscretions of people, men in general, mm-hmm. are more at the forefront now. So seeing it in the 80s, it was scandalous and shocking. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it was a, a film that made you think about mm-hmm. something that no one talks about. But, I mean, let's be honest. We're hearing about three affairs a day now. Right. Like, it's not... It's well, not it's not only it's well, affairs, it's, it's... Right, I mean, right. you know what I mean. But I, I, I get exactly I, yeah, what you're saying. Affairs is the wrong word there, but we're hearing about indiscretions every ten minutes. Right. Right. So maybe that's it. I mean, if you think about it, well, and is art it, that shocks you can be really exciting and fun, and, and it can... Well, and it would have been shocking then, because, you know, we in some of the other movies we've looked at, we talk about the kind of like the, you know, people tie this in with Ronald Reagan, and they're like Reagan and the, you know... American family values of the 80s and trying to look back to the 50s and say, well, that's what we want to return to. We want to return to American family values. And 
So then do you bring, maybe, then is it just to shock people and say, like, here's, you know, yes, you, you got your American family values. We've got the, you know, the young kid and the dog and the apartment, but we're going to go buy a house and, you know, everything, you know, life. He's got a good family and a good job. And it, and here's where the American family values, here's what's just teeming under the surface. And go back to the, the blue velvet stuff. You know, here's here's the surface of everything, and here's the bugs crawling around under the surface with the mm. severed ear and the, you know, I, maybe it's, maybe they were trying to do something like that and say, okay. you know, here's your American family values and here's, here's how fast mm. your American family values can be thrown out the window. See, I guess I'd rather watch The Dark Knight where well. we have the Joker <laughs> doing that. And, you know, right. I mean, that, that, I mean, yeah, and I mean, joking yeah. aside, mm. but... Uh, but I mean that that seemed much more plausible when you know you it's had a lot, it in lot, that movie. a lot of water in the Dark Knight. I know. It's a lot, it's but a lot you know, of water in movies. You remember it, where Joker was just like Rogue look, one, I, move water. Rogue One. There was a lot was, of water. It was it was more Water World. A lot of water. Water. <laughs> it was more. It was more like okay, well you have the bomb. There's the convicts on this boat, and mm -hmm. you've got the people on this boat. Well, who gets blown up? Who does this? Who? Mm -hmm. I mean, that was actually a really oh well, that's an interesting conundrum. With this, it just. I don't know, and uh, like you said, Blue Velvet. Well, what's the one where the kids found the body, and then everyone's like, "Well, how are kids going to respond?" And oh, River's that, Edge. Yeah, and yeah. that was even. I'm. I'm just like I just. I find no relation with these people. Mm -hmm. I don't. You're you're just not a fan of the thriller movie. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. If it had Michael Jackson, sure. But well, I mean, that's right. Yeah. I, but I don't. I don't mind thrillers. I yeah. mean, I don't mind. Um, uh, Malice was really good. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't know, I can't think of any other thrillers. You're just not a fan Bone of thrillers. Thrillers that are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. I don't like stupidity. Right. Right. But I can't. In what, the title, what does Jeff Mazuka always say? And, and he has a great look on his face. He's just like, I can't stupid. I'm yeah. done for today. I can't stupid anymore. Yeah. yeah. So. Fellas, uh, I right. hate to podcast and No, actually, we're we're no, we're all done. So okay. we're we're I've wrapping up. So. Uh, Pick Thank us you. up from you do that. youth group and give them a big hug and just, you know, like, <laughs> so um, I, I, I will say, uh, uh, speaking I'm going to go home and sleep <laughs> yeah, with my right, wife. That's right. <laughs> I, uh, I, no, I have to say, uh, speaking That should have been the end of this movie. They should have right. taken, like, the end of Clue. And then <laughs> yes. Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas should have been there with, like, the police chief and he's like, you know, so everything is resolved now. What are you going to do? I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Her from the sidelines. Well, no, no you're not. not. Speaking of Stranger Things, you've seen all that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, okay. Speaking of thrillers and just the kid, the scene where the kid's like mm -hmm. jumping in the bed. So here it is, like I binged season one the day before into Thanksgiving. And then the night of Thanksgiving, I stayed up all night and binged all of season two. You are, Friday you, morning. you are and an was, impressive man. Well, I and I was like, I'm trying I am to too old and I'm to lose that much sleep. I'm underneath the covers with the thing because I don't want the lights. Like, and I got the earbuds in. I've got my cell phone. Yeah, and I'm, watch, I'm watching it on my phone. Go to another room, guy. Like, Well, I, I, mean, I did, but I, I kind of, you know, I wanted to get to bed. I'm like, I'm, This guy's impressive. No, it's, it's, it's even better. So I'm under the covers. I'm watching this thing. And all of a sudden, Daniela comes walking in. And as she comes walking in, and she just appears right next to me. I have my earbuds in, so I can't see it. All of a sudden, it's right at one of, I don't want to do any spoilers for Stranger Things, but yeah. it's one of the moments that's just intense. And all of a sudden, she goes, what the heck is going on in here? I jumped and shrieked about two feet in my bed. And I looked at her, and I quick flipped the phone over. And I'm like, Danielle, what's wrong? I'm getting lonely in my bed. Can I come in? I'm like, yes, you can. Come into bed. And so I brought her in. She goes to sleep. My, my daughter's four, by the way. She goes to sleep. She goes, and all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, 
I cuddled up next to her and then turned it back on. I'm like, I'm going to hold Daniela to get through the rest of Stranger Things. I need my four-year-old daughter for bravery, for courage. It's good to see you guys. Yeah, it was good. Sorry I got I to gotta yeah. run soon, but uh, we'll take, talk to you later. So if you totally disagree with us, with I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that do, um, if you disagree with us, we would love to hear your thoughts on Fatal Attraction, why you liked the movie. Convince um, us. Yeah, convince us, please. Because Tell us we, what we missed. Because... because clearly this is, you know, from critics, from the, the box office, this is clearly a movie that people either enjoyed or were intrigued enough to go see. And, I mean, that's no small amount for the 1980s. Uh, was it 300, what did I say, 320-some yeah, like, million? I don't... 320.1 million. So, I mean... Clearly, that's a lot of money for a movie of this type and uh, and of the time period. So um, we, I'm sure we're missing something. Or it's just not our style, and, and maybe it's your style. So we would really and truly love to hear, um, you know, convince us why you like Fatal Attraction, why it's a good movie, because uh, we just, we didn't feel it. So, and, and maybe, maybe had we been older and watched this in the 80s, we'd feel differently. So I don't know, maybe it's a, maybe it's a time thing, but uh, either way. We were not necessarily fans of it, but we know that there are plenty of people out there who are, so we'd love to hear from you. Uh, how could you get in touch with us if you wanted to? Uh, you could meet us at a uh, Japanese book party, and then we could meet again for drinks the day later, and then we could get much, much closer. I'm not going to recommend that, though. No. No, 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 no. Which we... part? The Japanese book party or the getting closer? Uh, the book party sounds fun. I don't know. Yeah. I, I will say, if I was going to turn this into a, into a comedy movie, I think I would have done the Aerosmith song, um, Love in an Elevator. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like that's appropriate. I think they could have gotten away with that anyway. I think they probably could have. And that would have been Had, they, had that song come out by the time this movie? Yeah, i got to look that up now, because okay. that might not have by 87. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe it's not the vibe they were going for. but It's certainly not. No, it wasn't out yet. No, 89. Oh, man. That would have been perfect. Okay. Yep. Maybe Steven Tyler was inspired by this movie. Oh, there it is. Maybe. Sort of rumor, rumor, rumor starting now. Yeah. And in, I'm sorry, in an elevator that has no walls. Yeah, makes mm. things a little difficult. Easier mm -hmm. to shoot it, though. That's also true. I mean, that's awkward for the camera crew that has to do it in a traditional style elevator. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> uh, before we sink any further into a movie that had awkward scenes with sinks... Um, how can you get in touch with us? We are, all of our social media things are 30 and the word podcast. So 30podcast at gmail.com is our email address. 30podcast.com is our website. We are at 30podcast on Twitter, which we are inching ever so closer to a thousand followers. We're almost there. So that would be very, very nice if you have friends on Twitter. Feel free to have them follow us. Uh, we are also on Facebook, facebook.com slash 30podcast. You can listen to us on Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play, iTunes, and through our website on 30podcast.com. Our movie's coming up next time around, uh, sometime soon. We need to go see it first. But sometime soon, we're going to be doing a show on The Disaster Artist. And uh, our last movie of 1987 is Throw Mama from the Train. And then we are going to round out the year with Star Wars The Last Jedi. So we will have those three coming up. Um, it, the order of those will just kind of depend on when we can see Disaster Artist. And uh, I'm seeing Star Wars this week, so we'll figure out when the, when the best time for us to be able to record is. I imagine we're going to all see that pretty quickly, uh, around about the time it comes out. So 
So we will get that in as quick as we can, but those are our next few episodes coming up, and then we've got a lot of our, we've got 1988 movies are coming up soon. We'll start those in January, but until then, be excellent to each other and go watch some good movies. Uh, and like I said, if you love Fatal Attraction, we'd love to hear from you, so let us know. Twitter, uh, Facebook, the email. Uh, we, we've actually got a voicemail line, too. Uh, it's 872-356-6843, 872-35-MOVIE. Uh, so if you call that, then you can leave uh, leave a message on the love line and tell us why you enjoyed Fatal Attraction. Uh, but until next time, we will see you all for either The Disaster Artist, Throw Mama from the Train, or Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, be excellent to each other and go watch some good movies. Mm -hmm.